This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Welcome, everybody, to the Facebook Booker Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Please pull up a seat to the Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast. I am Basement Jarius the Firstest. And with me is Rich the Jizzless the Secondest. And we are here to talk about sophisticated pro wrestling. The Jizzless? I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> okay. So I just went with what I know. Oh, I, I don't even have a counter for that. <laughs> of course not. Of course you don't. Why would you? You can't counterpunch a counterpuncher. I guess not. I'm Southpaw. You can't even read my movements. Very hard to read. Also, I've been fighting a mirror the whole time, and then I'm used to it. I'm trying to recover what's left of my brain cells after watching Money Plane. What is Money Plane? What was that? You you, met, you messaged me this morning. I'm like, all right. And I, I went out with my day. Because I woke up so, way late. You're the one that does the news. You're the one that told this podcast about Money Plane. And you don't know what Money Plane is. I'm guessing it's a movie that I haven't seen. So... Listener of the Basement Booker's podcast, you can tweet at Rich Deriz that he needs to seek medical attention because Money Plane is a movie starring Adam Edge Copeland and Frazier and Denise Richards, oh. a movie that you brought up in the news. You yourself. Right. Weeks ago. Weeks ago. It might as well have been a decade ago yes. to you. Yes. Because you... I can't start this podcast this way. I can't start it angry. That's for later. <laughs> right now, I'm trying to go to a happier place. That... Do you know who the Lawrence brothers are? Uh, Do you know Martin Matthew Joey? Lawrence? Oh, Joey, yeah. uh, Joey and Matt? Matthew? The, is that it? It's Matthew Lawrence. I don't Joey know Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence is a black he's, comedian. He's our brother, but not one of their brothers. Yeah, he's a brother, but he's not their brother. Right. But you know those guys, right? Yeah. All three of them are in this movie. That's crazy. All three of the Lawrence brothers, not Martin Lawrence. Oh. I didn't know there the was white a third. boys. Yeah, there's like a littler one. Hmm. They had like a TV show where the older one is raising the other two ones. Oh, that's terrible. I think it was on like... Channel, it was like on a Channel 11 when they had their whole like bunch of comedy shows things, maybe on Sunday. I want to say, I, I, I hate, I don't know, I hate shows like that. I hate, I'd rather watch an episode of that than what I had to deal with this week when with wrestling. Money Played was good compared to what I had to watch this week. Mm. Um, but yeah, all three of them were in it, and I found it very weird. And like, did they play brothers at least? No, they were like three completely different characters. Oh, like the youngest nice. one. Oh, what? That they were three different, completely different characters. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry like, that they weren't all one character. If they're real life brothers, make them on screen brothers. 
Well, I had said, I had jested that what they should have done was they should have made like this obscure hit to like the five people still alive that watched their show that this is what happened when they grew up. That, uh, that Joey Lawrence and his brothers decided to run an illegal uh, gambling operation in a plane. Mm. Like, they gamble. Like, they, they, all the, like, top criminals, like, you know, child traffickers, freaking gun runners, drug dealers, like the highest rollers, they go into this plane. And I guess if you're in the plane, this supersedes international waters so like since you're internet you're an international sky space Mm -hmm. i guess you can just bet on whatever like how long it takes a man to die from being bit by a cobra because nothing because nothing is technically illegal in international waters i guess yeah that's right for for our non-criminal listener Mm -hmm. but so they bet on all these weird stuff but edge has to rob the plane with his team uh, black guy and white girl to like uh, clever nicknames or code names. I made that up because oh. I don't remember their names. Obviously. Uh, so white girl is the fights. She has the fights, and black guy he's really lucky at gambling, and also he's the computer guy. But younger Lawrence brother he he has to be the guy on the ground, like literally the ground, because the cryptocurrency or whatever, mm-hmm. and. So Frazier, he he basically like he bought up uh, Joey Lawrence's debt, <laughs> and now Frazier owes Joey Lawrence. Whoa! Hmm. And then uh, it turns out. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert for this movie. Uh, all of this. Sorry, guys. So <laughs> this is the real spoiler alert: is that Frazier set up Joey Lawrence? I mean Edge to do this stuff and he was going to kill his family also his wife is denise richards who's 49 and looks more like she's 55 Mm. i was very sad like i almost wept but i did it i kept it inside i just started shitting on her not literally but like (laughs) just just being like just the mean as possible but it's okay she'll never listen to this she's also got a lot more money than i'll ever have But, listen, money isn't everything. I still look better than her right now. Uh, uh, Okay, so, Joey Lawrence, he looks in this movie like, if I were to pull up Twitter and Joey Lawrence is trending number one on Twitter and it's, oh, they found seven bodies buried in his basement, I would say, yeah, that that tracks. Hmm. That's what he looks like. That's how he looks. It's like, yeah, that's... That makes a lot of sense. No shock here. Wow. But uh, all in all, I give it two out of two yam bags uh, for just the ridiculousness of it. Uh, yeah. How, I, this, so, so on the yam bag scale, how would that compare to Snakes on a Plane? Just to compare similar kind of pro- plot lines, maybe because of the plane. Not really. No. It's it's just because it's on a plane. Everything on a plane does not go the same. Like, have you ever seen Air Force One? Nope. That was a good movie on a plane. Okay. That was Harrison Ford's The President, and, uh, what's that guy's name? He played Commissioner Gordon in the Batman movie. Um, 
damn it, I can't remember his name. Shit. We forgive you. It's in my head, and it's going to be very upsetting. I'm going to blurt it out in the middle <laughs> of talking about Drew McIntyre attacking a, trying to attack a cancer survivor. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, Gary Oldman. Mm. So yeah, Gary Oldman, he plays like a Russian terrorist guy who wants, I, I don't know, either his brother or the leader of his organization released from Russian jail. So he like hijacks the plane and whatever and starts killing people. I think Glenn Close is like the Secretary of State. That's a decent movie. It's like it's like an action movie you'll probably never see again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there's Airplane, which is just funny. Right, that was uh, a comedy. That was a comedy. That was on a plane, and there was this plane movie called Nonstop with Liam Neeson. He's on a plane, Ugh. and he's like, "I got someone stop. was someone was kidnapped, and he had to find them. And he's he's it's says kinda, to them on the phone, give me back my blank.' No, that's taken. That's, See, this is that's like, nonstop. It's on a plane, and that's kind of a stupid plot for a movie that takes place on a plane. Like, wow, it's really hard to hide someone you kidnapped on a plane. Give me dude. back my luggage. It has my is, pet goldfish. No, he, he. I think he was like the marshal, and maybe there's a bomb. I don't know. Whatever." I can't think of other plane movies besides Snakes on a Plane in those movies. <laughs> but uh, Snakes on a Plane, I was drunk for. So I don't know how I'd, I'd rank it. I I guess Snakes on a Plane is like a little bit better because Samuel L. Jackson is in it. Yes. And it's not trying to do anything. But at least you felt like you were on a plane. Mm-hmm. Like there's scenes where Edge is in the cockpit. And like you could see the sky and it's like this plane's not in the sky. Hmm. Well, there's like a bit where, you know, like they got to like skydive mm-hmm. or something. Spoiler alert again. But like they open the, the, the exit door, the cargo hold or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like it's just pitch black. Like, I, bitch, I know it's not nighttime. I know you're jumping into a fucking warehouse or studio or whatever. That's it's terrible. Like, yeah. Like I, there's no way it's that dark. Uh what else? Uh, I don't, this, this also, it's so supposed to be ridiculous. frigid in the cargo hold, so they should have been yeah. freezing. You should have been able this, to see their breath. Yeah, they put on, like, I don't remember if they changed their clothes, but now that you mention it, yeah, I think she, the 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 white girl was, like, was in disguise as, like, a stewardess. Mm-hmm. And she had, like, you know, she was, you know, it was, it's not very warm. Let me tell you that right now. Gotcha. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, she tossed some dude's ears off. There is a Russian, there's a hilarious Russian roulette scene. Of course Which goes the way Russian roulette would go. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, try it out. It's on Hulu. I know I gave it a glowing review. Mm -hmm. That's my contribution to this podcast. (laughs) Now, now, Rich, look, we all know, we all know how much you enjoy hearing about movies you're never going to watch. Well, wait a second. I watched a thing. Is it related to wrestling? Yes. Okay, but is that coming before the news? I'm doing that before the news because we're just going to continue with our reviews of things we watched this week. Okay, that, great. That might have something to do with wrestling. Might? Well, yours is a, more of a might. Mine is more closely related in that it was the story of Paul Bearer that was on WWE Network that debuted this week or last I week. I watched that too. Oh, you never mentioned it. I, uh... I could have sworn I sent you a message about it. You might have. Oh, well. He sent me, no, he I, sent me a lot of messages. No, I definitely did. 
because I was I there's some there was something that they said in there. No, I said I was watching the Paul Bear documentary. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's what I said. Yes, yeah, that is what you said because he was an actual mortician, right? Which which we we knew. I maybe I did, but I forgot. Yeah, probably. So uh, we we knew that back. Uh, I won't say back in the day, but we knew that like a couple years ago. I wouldn't say back in the day because there's a lot of things that get said back in the day that you couldn't just pull out your phone and Google. Like people would say stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I don't know who told me this, but somebody's like, "Oh, you know, uh, Ultimate Warrior. He's a chiropractor in the West Village." You know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so the documentary was it was it, it was nice. Like it was a good deep documentary. It went back to. So they touched on his childhood. They talked about how uh, he talked about how um, uh, growing up he wanted to be two things. He wanted to become a funeral director and he wanted to become a, a pro wrestler. And he got to do both, which is like crazy. And like he he even admits that like you know a kid who what kid wants to become a funeral director, but he did. So how many bodies do you think he fucked? That's not a thing that I like. If you to had s- to guess, if I had to guess, because you have to for the show, I'd say probably less than a dozen. Well, that's it's better than I was going to say. I, I, oddly enough, I was the more reserved out of this. I was just going to be like one. Hmm. Try it out. Try it out. Yeah, you hey, don't know. hey, one is less than a dozen. <laughs> it definitely is. So we'll never know. So is zero. So I'm not even alleging anything here. Yeah, of course you're going to take the safe little baby bet. That's right. You want your pacifier? No. You want a baba? No, I got my, I got my uh, double milk? shot here. I'm good. Milk? Um, I didn't... So, I never realized how big of a dude he was. You know, because you know, he was always coming out next to the Undertaker and everything, or next to Mankind, or whatever. You mean fat? Yeah. Or like, yeah. So, like... They they said that like uh after Undertaker became American Badass whatever and then like he kind of like more permanently left because you know because of his wife's cancer diagnosis and everything like he got up to five twenty five. That's huge. I don't know what's scarier that or he wrote everything fucking down. Like they had his planner. He like had everything in his planner. Yeah, I don't know like, if that was, like, legit or if they were just sort of, like, simulating it. No, that looked like his handwriting and stuff. I know, because I'm an expert handwriting analysis guy. Uh, yeah. Also, why show that at all if it's not his? Like, who cares? Hmm. I guess. You know what I'm saying? Well, also, remember, like, he, he was a big fan, so I was like, oh, R- WrestleMania. It's going to be at, uh, I don't know where it is yet. And then, like, you see, like, written down, like, at a later time, because it's, like, in a different pen, like, whatever the name of the arena is, and... So, like, he, he, in a way, he was, like, marking out by writing this shit down, saying, I'm going to be there. So, um, that, so that was really cool, but 525 is big for a non-competitor. Did you see the, do you remember the pictures of him when he's, like, not enormous? Yeah. It's crazy. But, like, he, I didn't even know he was small. Like, er, small. Yeah, like, like, I, I... Seriously, never thought about his weight until, like, much later on when it was noticeable that he was kind of huge. They What they should have did, they should have had an angle 
where you know when the Dudley boys like had kidnapped him, yeah, and the Undertaker killed him, mm-hmm. but they should have like had like where they just roll him down the ramp. <laughs> you know that would have been kind of funny. It would have been, but um, to I think that would have been the opposite of what they did with Punk, because like that would have been like less respectful towards him rather than towards the character. Yeah. I hate CM Punk. I know you do. Like, the person. I know. The wrestling character's good. Like, he's just... He's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I feel you. I get Thank it. you. I, I get it. It's like... <laughs> I can't hate him. I can't hate him. He hasn't done Ladies, anything to make me hate him. Ladies, gentlemen. But I could see Find, find yourself a man, woman, or non-binary... That loves you half as much as CM Punk loves CM Punk. <laughs> and you will be happy and fulfilled. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> anyway, um, really cool documentary on the life and times of Paul Bearer. Oh, yeah! And it was either... I don't remember if uh, Michael Hayes said it was either Hawk or Animal that came up with his name. Hey, Animal. your name should be Paul. Paul Bear, and that was it. Hayes was convinced. <laughs> That's funny because he was saying that to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. That tone sounds like <laughs> something that I like. <laughs> I know an asshole tone when I hear one. But that's verified. Yeah, no I, disrespect. R.I.P. Animal. I I, I I hear that tone every week, every Saturday at some point. Um. So if there's nothing else, we can move on to the news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Into the news about my Undertaker. Now, Taker's, Taker's not in the news this week, although it did come out. I didn't put this in the news, but he's in talks with Triple H about maybe being a trainer for NXT. Oh, no. He'd be better as, like, teaching them how to, like, be characters, like, actual characters, as opposed to just guys with names. Like, he could help, like, a Dexter Loomis out, like, big time. I think Loomis is doing great on his own right now. Yeah, okay. So, of course, he he could, you know, a- anyone could benefit from additional knowledge. That is true. Um, yeah. But I think... Yeah, like, how you could just see through a burlap sack? Or maybe take it off. That's what... Listen, that's <laughs> the first thing I was yelling about? Like, the first thing I was like, just take it off. And it's like, oh, you don't even have to take it off because you could see through it. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even tied or nothing. Like, this is obviously yeah. leading to a terrible blindfold match. Like, oh, I'm not saying God, the match no. is terrible, but the concept is terrible because it's of It's so this. stupid. But, but look, but don't they usually like, okay, if this is what we're doing, we're doing this. We're going to use this. Then they would use it. The gimmick would be that they both have to wear the thing that he was wearing. Right. So... It's see-through. Mm-hmm. Please don't do this. It's so stupid. 100% they're going to. All right. Anyway. I, have, uh, like, I haven't even seen rumors. It's just like, like I I know bad WWE creative when I see it, and that's where they're going. Because why else would they have done that? The, the Blindfold matches aren't good. No kidding. Did they learn from, was it Rick the Model Martell and... Jake the Snake Roberts, that's the first one I remember. It's the first one I remember also. Them just, like, feeling around and, like, 
just the stupidest thing. That's like, hey, watch you have a blindfold match. But you both blindfold. <laughs> it was animal again. <laughs> Probably. Um, I feel like the first two or three minutes might be a little fun for the live crowd. And that's about it. Eventually, he'll cheat. He takes the blindfold. Like, what would really make a blindfold match is the ref is also blindfolded. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Think about it. Why not blindfold the ref? The ref has to make... How is the ref supposed to do his job? He's already blindfolded. We know he's wearing an earpiece. Oh, yeah. That's going to be fun. No, no. Left. No, your other left. (laughs) Really? That's what you want... This is why you're not a booker. Stop doing this. They're going to gonna hear this and be like, whoa, that's a great idea. Bli- hey, why don't you blindfold the referee, too? Why don't we blindfold great. ourselves for the blindfold match? I'm going to blindfold myself by not watching it. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, no. Uh, oh, yeah. News. Sorry. News. Uh, news. 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 Uh... Selena Vega was released last night by WWE. Uh, they WWE announced it on Twitter just minutes after she tweeted, quote, I support unionization. She promptly went back to streaming on Twitch. Uh, and then later on, the president... This is my outlet. Yeah. Uh... Later on, the president of SAG-AFTRA, which is the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, I I've only heard of them as SAG. I didn't know it was like a whole whole big spiel there. Um responded that she supports her and asked her to email her. So Okay. This might turn into like an actual lawsuit. Because I guess I mean as it is, um pretty much only retail employees can be fired for um wanting to unionize. Um She's an independent contractor. Right. I feel like... There's no unions for independent contractors, are there? Well, here's here's the thing. Like, if she's an independent contractor, then the clause in the contract that says, well, you can't uh, perform for, you know, AEW, for instance. It doesn't say AEW, but, you know, it wouldn't be wouldn't be valid. That would make her not an independent contractor. Because she can't, she can't make her own dates. She can't agree to work this date, but not that date. I think there's, there's nothing to this because Vince, these guys are not idiots. Like they would plan for this kind of stuff. I know. Like that's why they had to change the wording and stuff. I think. So, so did you say something about this that they before? that they were changing the wording of the contracts regarding, um. Twitch and such. Um, but I don't know if SAG has ever really looked into the wording of these contracts. I feel like if see, it's kind of I was I was initially sort of equating WWE to a play. It's very much like a play in that you only get one take. There are behind the scenes areas and everything, and you know there are different um, 
uh, whatchamacallit, different locales, different locations that they'll film at, but... It's sports entertainment, though. Like, in plays, you don't necessarily do physicality, unless it's like Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark. Mm-hmm. That was that was, a, was an interesting play. But, they, but there, are, there are typically stunts. Well, like a Broadway show. Yeah, which would be a play. Yeah, I guess. So it doesn't I, sound as cool. I I think SAG would kind of take that angle, and I think they have a case. I don't know that they would win, because again, we don't we don't know the wording of these contracts. But I feel like what what's going to come under scrutiny here is how is it that these contracts are so well worded that the talent are giving up all these rights perpetually, including even their real names in some cases, and they're still seen as independent contractors and cannot unionize. To me, that is oh. like, that, that's like the definition of a monopoly, in a way. They're going to need a bigger name than Zelina Vega to champion this for it to gain any type of traction. No disrespect to Zelina Vega, but, like, it's not, like, a huge loss to what they're doing right now. Right. I, and she's going to be fine. That's true. Um, like, that's the thing. Zel- like, Zelina Vega is not a huge name, but... A hundred bucks as Paige is going to, like, do something now, because it's now it's like a game of chicken. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not even on like you. Zelina Vega was an actual performer; like she could wrestle. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because after no compete, she's just gonna freaking join Miro and Kip Sabian stable. Game over. You know. Yeah. Spoiler alert for the future, guys. Yeah. Right. But she and she is under the ninety day no compete, so that'd be like mid February. Yeah. Uh, which reminds me, I was watching uh, Cole Cabana play Among Us last night. You love that fucking game, don't you? So, at, at one point, this, um, I guess earlier on, this character who, because, you know, the, the uh, I'm sorry, not Among Us, um, Fall Guys. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a completely different game. I know Fall Guys. I play Fall Guys. It is a completely different game. It's been a game. while. Um, and I guess because the characters kind of look the same almost. Yeah, that like, that's why. So, and I want to focus on the characters for a minute because I guess a character earlier on was um, like uh, what's what's the word? Just kind of, kind of being a dick, griefing. Yeah, griefing. I guess this one character was griefing, and the character was uh black jelly bean. And so at one point he says, "Oh, what's this black guy doing again? Is that the same black guy as before?" Oh, uh... and then. He's like, no, don't clip that. That's how you know. I'm talking about the black jelly bean. <laughs> it's a Randy Marsh situation, almost. Yes, <laughs> it was great, and it was it was freaking like two o'clock in the morning. At least here, I don't know where the hell he is. I don't know if he's in California or he's probably in Florida. But yeah. wherever they AEW, <laughs> yeah, which is uh, Florida. So that was funny. He's like, no, don't clip that. Don't clip that. Don't clip that. Can I delete that clip? When you say don't clip that, that's saying clip that. Yeah, no one clipped it, though. Right now? Well, you can only clip yeah. it, like, right then and there. So, you're telling... Hmm. Okay. 
So that was fun. But you mentioned Paige. Um, she's in the news this week. She posted on her social media accounts last week that a stalker showed up at her house. Her boyfriend got him, quote, in a hold. until In poli- a hold? Yeah, until police arrived. I guess she, she didn't want to say what kind of hold it was. Uh, and she said the stalker said, quote, symbols led him to us. Symbols? He's obviously a crazy. Oh. No, man, I think that dude knows something that we don't. Pics posted on her boyfriend's social media show the stalker being taken away by police while barefoot. Well, you move, you you know, you make less noise when you're barefoot. Right. The pictures were taken in broad daylight. Yeah. So? You still want to make no noise with your feet. And he wasn't worried about being seen. Obviously, he thought he was invisible. The symbols may have also given him the impression he was invisible. Maybe. Maybe it's one of those things like he had to go barefoot because that made him invisible. This is some deep shit. He's playing 4D chess and we're just sitting here picking our noses. Speak for yourself. It's a metaphor. Oh. It's a new one. It's a it's the newest metaphor. <laughs> uh, you know it's not a metaphor. Ch- um, Chelsea Green's SmackDown debut last night. Yeah, that went well. She was supposed to win the Fatal 4-Way. Did you know that? I did. For some reason, I thought Liv Morgan was supposed to win it. Because they were, like, all up her ass. Yeah. It's like, what? what an amazing showing. And I figured, like... Why not have an actual tag team on a Survivor Series team? Right? I I thought that made sense. So I did. It actually makes a lot of sense because they were feuding with uh, Baszler and Jax, who were the tag team champions. So yeah. They were number one contenders. Yep. So yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, turns out she broke her arm mid match. It's the uh, SmackDown debut curse or whatever. I guess so. Um, she posted an ex. So there's some. Confusion. WWE called it a broken left wrist, while she called it a broken arm. There's an X-ray photo, which I mean, just look at the X-ray photo. I like, I I got a little cringy. Um, but so all right, left left arm. If you have your palm facing down, the because you know there's two bones in your arm. The bone that's closest to you. Okay. That's the, the one that's one broken. By the elbow. No. No. no uh, so that's closest to me. Because, you know, there's two bones in the arm. So, the, I guess the inside bone. Right on the inside outside. what? Inside your body, as opposed to... On the inside, closer to you... Alright, put your arm, like, across your chest, with your hand facing okay. down. Okay. The one that's closer okay. to your chest, right, as, as opposed to the other one. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, that the one. forearm. That's my forearm. Yes, but there's two bones okay. in there. Oh, I'm explaining, so the one I'm trying that's to explain which to my bone chest. in the forearm. Yeah. The one that's closest, because there's two. Yes. <laughs> what? I'm trying to help. What if there's other people like me? I'm not the only guy like me. Are you sure about that? I'd like to think so. <laughs> so that one, it, it the x-ray showed broken an inch, maybe an inch and a half below the wrist. So I guess maybe that that's a confusion of why WB called it a wrist and she called it an arm. It's... What a tough broad. Oh, so that sucks for her. Like, I, like later in the match, I was like, "Where'd she go?" And I guess that's where. 
Yeah, I thought like they were just doing like taking a powder forever, yeah. so she doesn't have to like ruin her debut by taking the L. Yeah, I I assumed she was gonna win after you know being shown in Pierce's office, which obviously she was supposed to. But why does Pierce have an office? Because he's a, a he's an official. <laughs> he's like he's it's like he's the GM, mm-hmm. but because it's it's almost like you know how. I guess we'll get into that later, but Vince, there's certain words that Vince doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can't, you shouldn't call a championship a belt. Right. But, like, I guess it's on the list now because it's like people, I guess, hate GMs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't hate GMs. I just don't like how you use them. Right. Like, you could have a GM. Matter of fact, if you don't like it, just have a matchmaker. Yeah. But it's like, Roman Reigns told me that he makes the matches around here, so I don't know what to do. He did tell us that. I'm very confused. The island of relevancy has its own rules, so I don't know what to do. Apparently it does, and I I hate redundancies. It should be island of relevance. I got a new character. Okay, Okay, ready? Yes. He, we're going to call him the the auditor, and he... Takes care of redundancies. Mm. He's you. Cool. I but think like I could do turned this. up to twenty-seven on the annoying scale. Okay. I you do know that. how you always try to like explain a thing to somebody <laughs> like they don't know what you're talking about. Like like, like obviously like when I'm trying to explain the inner arm bone. Like like that <laughs> or like whatever you're talking to your wife. Okay. But just do that on TV and you would be. Like, the best heel. Like, they would hate you forever. It would be amazing. Amazing. Cool. Can't wait. Like, you would get... You'd have... Like, if Vicky Heat and X-Pac Heat had a baby, it would be your Heat. That'd be great. Nuclear, bro. I'm telling you. You would be the greatest. Can't wait. You should email them. They're listening to the podcast. They'll just call you. Huh. Or email you at, at basementbookersgmail. Yeah, ba- basementbookersgmail.com or Rich the on Twitter. DM's open. Yeah, okay. Cool, Great. cool. We got you. <sighs> Moving on, next in the news. In a podcast interview last week, Jake the Snake revealed that he was recently diagnosed with chronic lung disease, which is kind of a generic term. It's not specific. It could mean, according to Wikipedia, it could be referring to either asthma, bronchopulmonary dysplasia, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which is COPD, or lung cancer. It's probably not lung cancer, because I think he would have said lung cancer. Anyway, um, he says, I was exacerbated by years of smoking, and he says, quote, when I don't get the right amount of oxygen into my blood, if I talk for 20 seconds, I'm done. I can't go anymore. Uh, I guess his promo days are over, and the murder hawk monster has to talk for himself. That's why we've been seeing him talk more, I guess. Everybody dies. So he said he got this diagnosis um, the day after Archer got his COVID diagnosis. So Jake thought it was COVID. Jake the Snake talks like not only did he smoke a lot of cigarettes, but it wasn't enough to smoke them. He'd have to put them into his protein shake uh, and drink it. Filters and all. All of it. Yeah, he's also a filter smoker. Mm -hmm. Like... You knew he was ready for a new cigarette because you'd hear the filter burning on fire. Smell it. 
like he'd get to you know like in a cigarette like you know it doesn't it didn't stop at the filter it, it kept burning mm-hmm. until almost to his fingertips and that's what he do it's mm-hmm. time to wake up before the house caught fire yeah and have another one uh let's see more release news this isn't huge though uh, according to Raja, at least, WWE released two more staff nem- members, including Tony Chimmel, who's been working on the production and ring crew lately. Superstar! <laughs> Later, Chimmel. That was related to the movie! Should've, we could have segued off of that. I forgot about it. Damn it! Who else but sh- after Chim- <laughs> Chim- Kimmel? Chim- Jimmy Kimmel? Chimmel. No one I'd ever heard of. No one, man. I'm sorry. No one I ever heard of. We wish you best on your future endeavors in production or coffee or whatever. <laughs> uh, let's or see. your future podcast shitting on WWE. Get on the same network as Ryback. Hmm. Looking forward to Zelina Vega on the Ryback podcast, oh. so he can sit there and take turns taking dumps on WWE. Does he just drive around and record still? I didn't know he drove around. Because I, I, like, I've seen like his social media will be like a video of him ranting while driving. Wow, that's cool though. That like makes him like a regular person. <laughs> Just yeah, everybody. <laughs> and, and then you listen to him, and it's like, oh, you're a regular person and an idiot. Yeah, but he has the secret, so he's not just anybody. I bet, I wonder what his vision board looks like right now. There's probably just like a big hole through it from him fucking putting his head in it. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm over here shitting on Ryback who could just break my neck, but easily. That's not the point. <laughs> it's all jokes. Yes. Just take it. Take it. Moving on. Devon Dudley's twin sons, Terrell and Terrence. Made their AEW debut on Dark this week as the tag team known as TNT. What a great name for a tag team on TNT. Ah, but they were on Dark, so they're not on TNT yet. But they will be. Eventually, maybe. They'll probably be... They, those, those kids probably can wrestle better than, like, half their roster. Probably. If their father taught him... Taught them... Is is he talking to Bubba, or are they, like, not friends? I don't know. Did something happen between them? Well, when they first, when WWE first broke them up, there was there were tensions between the two of them. Like, they were partners on screen, but they didn't get along well off screen. So they broke them up because of that? Or mm. they just broke them up because that was just what was going to happen? No, they broke them up because that was just what was going to happen. Like, they, they, they had remained professional for years regar- you know, regardless of really not getting along well. Yeah, backstage. you know what? Mm-hmm. At least when they broke them up, and this is me with my shitty memory, <laughs> so I might be wrong, they didn't make them into another tag team. Yeah. You know, like the Iconics, mm-hmm. while poor Billy Kay is running around like a crazy person with her headshot resume, <laughs> and you stick Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans, because I don't know who the fuck cares. Uh, Peyton Royce recently went on a little mini rant, as I understand it, saying she, or maybe it was on the bump or something, saying she and Lacey Evans are not a tag team. Okay. I hope so, unless that's the gimmick. That could be. 
Vince again with shit. I know what you're doing, crazy <laughs> old bastard. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's what happened. I see. Um, did you watch the video that I posted to the Facebook page earlier this week? The dumb AEW game? The AEW games video, yes. Yeah, what about it? Did you? you well, first of all, what did you think of the video? Fun. Was it obvious that they were mocking every Apple announcement ever done? You know, on a scale from 1 to 10, yeah, 27. Yeah, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, cool. Like, they should have had more more guys in turtlenecks. <laughs> yes. You know? I want, I want Brandy Rhodes. I want uh, Wardlow. Uh, I want Dig Up the Corpse. Of the Ugandan giant, uh, I want him in a turtleneck. Mm. I want the Big Show for no reason. Turtleneck. Bring out Tommy Dreamer. Turtleneck. J- J- Jerry Lynn. Turtleneck. Well, he works there. Yeah, I know, but mm. he wasn't in that. That's right. Uh, okay. Well, listen, I don't get excited about anything until there's like a playable demo or something. Mm-hmm. Because I like kind of like the graphics for the game, but I need to know how it plays. Yeah. Because if it's just another one of those like sim games, like the 2K games, which I hate, mm-hmm. like I like the way they look aesthetically. I hate the how it, it's like try to make it so like, I don't know, annoying. Like it's not fun to play. Mm-hmm. I need fun controls. I don't want annoying ass counters. Like, Battlegrounds is kind of cool like that, but I don't know. If it's more like the Nintendo 64 uh, wrestling games, sure. I wouldn't mind. Mm -hmm. So, now, they announced three games. One of them is... Well, they're going to have a mobile, I think. There's two mobile games. There's two mobile games. One of them is going to be a casino game, which, obviously, because, you know, the whole casino theme they got going... All in, double or nothing. Yeah. All out. Uh, but AEW Elite GM looks interesting to me. I'm going to read part of the press release here. It says, Developed by Crystallized Games, AEW Elite GM is the evolution of the GM simulator genre, taking the strategic elements of simulation and fantasy games to create a competitive and engaging space for the wrestling community to take part in, incorporating the expanding AEW brand and serving as a celebration of wrestling as a whole. Fans take on the role of GM, designing a roster of wrestlers, setting up matches, and running the show to generate revenue, new fans, and effects on wrestlers' stamina and morale. That's different. That's kind of like the other side of every wrestling game we've played. That's not all that different because there's a game that does just that. Which I wasn't aware of. It's like a generic, like, I actually shared a picture of it from to you. It's like a generic, like, it's like no, nothing that you know, but like facsimiles of wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you start out, you pick like a type of GM and they have like different stats or something like that. And like, you have to create your whole deal. Hmm. So it's not like it hasn't been done before, but maybe they're going to do it. I guess because they have like actual wrestlers in it. Yeah. Like, you know. So, so, so that would be cool. I, I might try that out. Like that actually kind of reminds me of that game that was on Kickstarter. 
a while back that I sent you a link for. This is like a couple of years ago at this point, where um, you're well. That's you're a like not. Yeah, but I think is it that like a physical game? Yeah, it's a board game. Yeah. So it's like this is going to be like the digital version of that, which is going to be cool. I think. You might be right, but I'm not going to play it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll probably check out the uh, the mobile casino game. If they were smart, they would make it where like you could win like money. Like, if you're like, uh, they could make like a like a competition kind of like at least for like the first, like a launch competition, mm-hmm. like who has the best like, uh, who's the best promoter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they could figure out how they want to rank it, and make it so it's not like pay to win, you know. Now, I think that um, I'm not sure if that. I bet would they're be... gonna do it though. It's always pay to win for these freaking mobile games. It's how they make the money. Yeah, but then, well, not necessarily. Like, say they don't charge, right? Mm-hmm. If they, if they, like, if they charge you for the game, mm-hmm. like, if it's a one-time payment, then it's not pay-to-win. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that, but I wouldn't buy it probably. Yeah, I'll watch people play and then decide if I want to play it or not. If That's it's, the move. if it's if it's not a free game. It, it's it's got to be free. They're definitely they got to do it free. I mean, they don't have to, but it's probably be the smart move. I think so. Uh, it's also really cool. They got one of the developers of one of the old WWF games, uh, No Mercy, I think. Yeah, that's on Nintendo 64. Yeah. So he is developing their console game. Well, Omega's like a video game mark, so he probably knows that people want that yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. So if he's smart, he'd like, make it like that. But... uh. And they got Britt Baker, who used to develop games before she was a wrestler. What kind of games? Mobile. That's why she's on the mobile team. Oh. If you pay attention well, I'm to I'm not going to assume. Pay attention to their announcement video that I posted. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? yeah. yeah. I got things to do, bro. <laughs> I got... Bro, uh, I got you, things... You got to watch Money Plane. I got things to do. All right. Yeah, I watched Money Plane for this podcast. Mm. Okay, I did that for us. All right, I did that. I took the hit. <laughs> we, I watched we, it with my wife. I put my wife in danger. <laughs> Is that bad, huh? It's not good. <laughs> like if you if you go in expecting nothing, you will be disappointed. Wow. Wow. <sighs> Last bit of news, unless there is more news. I don't know yet. Kenny Omega has been announced for the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame. Oh, God, kill me. <laughs> whatever. Kill me now. Whatever or wherever that is, besides kill me. Dave Meltzer's basement. I think Dave Meltzer... Like sits in a room with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. It's a sealed room where they they sit. They have like a fancy dinner, a fancy no. They have like a fancy brunch together, and when they're done being served, they tell the peasants to leave the room, shut the door behind them. They lock it from the inside and proceed to fart, and then sit and get high off of each other's farts. This is what I envision. I'm not a fan. That's all. I don't know if you could tell. That's a, it's a bit cleaner than what I think. 
Oh, I, I, well, I, 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 I try to keep it a little bit tidier than you do. I picture Meltzer, you know those like big wheels that you could strap a person to and you spin it? Uh, yeah, you the torture device? No, but like... Oh, like the one where you could throw knives? Yeah, but like laying down and then they just all circle jerk on him. Oh, well, that's... And then he just circle jerks them on his shows. Look, I'm not saying that's what happens... But it might be. This is all just speculation. <laughs> right. Just speculation. Yeah, it's like, why though? Like, what has he really done lately? Like, he even said in his own damn promo he ain't been doing shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were talking about Meltzer. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Kenny Omega, yeah, it's like... the The tag team was great. Because we knew there was going to be tension. We knew there was going to be build-up to a match. But, like, the solo stuff is still, eh. And, like, here's the thing. Not, like, the, not a lot of people know. It's like, they they think everybody that tunes into AEW is, like, a super mark. Mm-hmm. Like, not everybody is, but mostly maybe. And it's like, maybe instead of him just saying random words... Like, the cleaner, and this, and that, and this. It's like, we know, maybe like a video package of these iterations. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is what he's talking about. Oh, look, that, this and that. Oh, that's incredible. But I guess their fear is like, where was that? Why wasn't that here? Oh, yeah. They don't don't have a deal with um, New Japan yet. Um, But they they haven't ruled one out. And like, in um, in interviews... They flat out said, we haven't ruled out a deal with New Japan yet. So, they're probably kind of working towards something. Oh, so they can't use the footage. They'd have to either buy, pay for it, or... Yeah, they, as of right now, they'd have to pay for it. That kind of sucks. I, I, I think, like, if you're in a, in something, you should be able to use that clip. Yeah. Because like, it's your... Like, I guess it's because, like, they have the right to your likeness during that thing. Yep. I think all of this likeness stuff, and especially with the age of the internet, needs to really be taken a look at. Like, a really hard look. Like, you should be able to own your image. Mm -hmm. Like, no one should be able to own the rights to you. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Tying it back to the Twitch thing, though. Now, for example... Like Paige has millions of fans. She gets a lot of follow. She has a lot of Twitch followers. She has. She has a- Most of them wouldn't even be there if it wasn't for WWE. Right. So regardless of what name she uses, because she's who she is, she has a recognizable face to people that know it because of WWE. That is the source of WWE's claim to saying, "Well, we deserve this some of this money." Yeah, because. Like, I like Paige, but there's people that do that better than she does it. That's true. That's fine. Like, I was just using her as an example. Right. Uh, like AJ Styles. I was watching him last week also. He's a bit slow playing Among Us, and it's okay. He's a, he's a dad. Listen, it's okay. <laughs> I, I will defend, hashtag defend all dads. <laughs> there you go. Um... But so except for you, I'm gonna shit on you forever. I know, so I'm a stepdad. <laughs> definitely the least cool thing. So I, I could so I could see that in it. But also, if something if something they say or do, and let's call this the Lana rule, 
if something that the person portraying the character says or does on their own social media, Instagram, Twitch, whatever it may be, that might be contrary to what's happening in storyline or contrary to where they are going to go, it could screw them up. If WWE takes control of all the Twitch channels, right? They can then start storylines on Twitch and on Instagram and on this and that and all those other platforms so that if if Paige were to say I'm, I'm just again use, use Paige and, oh fucking Lana she pissed me off again, Paige, blah, blah, blah. yeah yeah she pissed me off today, blah, blah, blah. Don't, so I don't want to hear her name. I don't want to talk about her. That, you know, that starts a storyline. And then it's like, okay, so maybe Paige is going to fight Lana. And Paige obviously isn't going to fight. But you get what I'm saying, though. They could, they could tie shit in. It's essentially more camera time for them that they might not get on actual TV. I like what you're saying here. You're a very smart guy. I like what you're saying. You're very smart. You're very intelligent. Very good individual. I think we should let them do whatever. Like, also, maybe it's because they don't want that. Because it's like, at the same time, remember what Vince doesn't like about, like, remember he got mad, allegedly, at Seth Rollins for, like, uh, saying shit to CM Punk? Right. Because, like, Vince knows he's not going to deliver that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, that could also be a kind of a drawback. Exactly. So, you could see why WWE would want to sort of, and we'll, we we know this phrase, control the narrative. Yeah, EC3. <laughs> yep. So, he's a Ring of Honor now, right? I think. No, he went back to Impact. I know he left him. No, he left Impact. Again? Yeah. <laughs> that was quick. Mm-hmm. Why do I know this? God Why don't it. I know this? I well, listen. I was trying to be nice. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so you could see why WWE would want to have that sort of control, and why they would also want to be able to monetize it. Should the person that's actually bringing in the fans maybe get more? Yeah, but this is a very new thing, I think, and it's still developing. Um, maybe they could do it where subscriptions, where something like 80% of subscription money goes to WWE, but WWE would only get like 10% of donation money. Like, they could easily sort of like break it up like that to where... Like, if someone makes a donation, it's obviously for, you know, because they appreciate something they just saw, and they're like, oh, okay, you deserve my money, blah, 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 and this is what I want to say in response to something you said before, so let's continue that conversation. As opposed to subscriptions, it's like, oh, I'm a page fan, I'm going to subscribe. It's almost it's almost less of a thought uh, from the viewer's perspective to subscribe than to offer donation or a tip. They had to have think of this stuff, right? They had to have thought of these things. See, I feel like if some... Whoever is making this decision 
Ultimately, it's Vince, but obviously he's talking to other people. Whoever's involved in this conversation, they have to get someone that watches Twitch regularly to... They have to get someone like that involved in the conversation to sort of speak this opinion, the sort of, the sort of analysis. Because I've, I've been watching Twitch for maybe like one or two hours a week for the past couple of months. Not a lot of viewership, but you know I can I see, I can see the patterns because when you when you leave a donation, the the person the the streamer almost has to read whatever you write in with the donation, and in some in some cases that's why they leave donation. Sometimes it's as small as like t- ten bits. I saw someone donate ten bits yesterday, which is which equates to ten cents, and. The the streamer I don't remember who who I was watching read oh it was um it was one of the Fortnite streamers I watch and she she read it and the person said oh you know blah blah I love the community here sorry it's only ten bits but yada yada and you know she replied you don't have to donate anything I appreciate it thank you thank you so much ten bits is more than enough blah 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 so. You donate, they're going to respond. So that's that's more of a one-on-one interaction. So more of that money should go to the streamer than to WWE. Whereas a subscription is more passive. It's like it's for most people, it's going to be like auto pay, auto renew, whatever the case is. More of that should go to WWE than to the streamer. So if the, if they want to, if they are insisting on doing something like that, then they should make it like that. That's how they should do it. Make have more of the donation money go to the streamer. And more of the script money go to WWE. That makes sense. And that's Let's... all we want is for things to make sense. Yeah. Alright, so, where were we? <laughs> ah, is that all the news? Yeah, that's it for the news. Let me see if there's anything else. Nothing yet. Nope. I watched NXT UK this week. Ah, how was it? It was alright. Um... In the finals of the Heritage Cup, it's going to be a kid. <laughs> Your favorite uh, name. Versus um, Trent Seven. Ooh. Trent Seven had a banger with uh, Mastiff. Mm. It was pretty good. Uh, they, It's like they, they have to be best friends or something. I think Mastiff trained Trent. Wow. I think that's the story that they were trying to tell. I thought Mastiff was newer. Maybe he's newer at UK, like at NXT UK. No, um, let me see. Let's see this, Dave Mastiff. I have a lot of keyboard, I know. But that's not the point. The point is, they have a tag team on NXT UK called The Hunt. Hmm. And it's two guys. Mm-hmm. One of them is wearing a monkey mask. And the other one is it lo- it's like a boar snout. Oh, that's Pri- um primate and wild boar. Wild boar, yeah. He's been around The Hunt. Okay. This group is great. Like I don't want them anywhere near the main sea like over on this side cuz that will just be nothing. Mm-hmm. But I I like their gimmick. Like they beat the shit out of um these other two jabrones. <laughs> but the whole point is, next week is going to be 
there's going to be a UK uh, ladies championship. It's going to be Piper Nevin versus Kaylee Ray. Mm, nice. It's going to be fucking incredible. Kaylee Ray is so fucking tough. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish he would. I wish he would show up on NXT just like for a one-off and just like destroy somebody mm. because the way they're talking about her, it's like she doesn't. She doesn't wrestle people to win. She wrestles that to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Like they had, I guess it was the last match Tony Storm had at NXT UK because, mm-hmm. like, uh, she had like it was that spot where like. I, I don't know if it, like her head was in the chair, like you know how they put the chair on your head. Mm-hmm. I think what I think what uh, Bailey wanted to do to Sasha, right? And like she did, she I don't know if it, she pulled it off or whatever, but she wrecked Tony Storm. Mm. Like I guess Piper, Nevin, and her are friends or something. She was like they did the whole like you know her hand. Tony Storm's like in a ball, like her hands like shaking and stuff like that. Like it looked like she was really almost killed. Wow. Well, Tony Storm like, is amazing at selling. Kaylee Ray is the real deal. Yeah, like if if I had to take like all the ladies and like be like who's the toughest, I'd be like she's the toughest mm-hmm. because she she's she's it, it's got it's also the accent. Yeah, like she's a Scot, so it's it stop calling Drew McIntyre the Scottish warrior. It sounds stupid. Yeah, that it that sounds only started this dumb. Week, I think. Yeah. I I know it started this week because that's when I noticed it. Mm-hmm. Because if it started last week, I would have brought it up. <laughs> True. And uh, oh, oh, because he's a, I guess because he's a face, he can't be a psychopath. Right. And I guess because he, you know, I'm Drew McIntyre. I like to fight. You know, it's a I'm a fighting guy. You know, whatever. Yeah, we get it, dude. Mm-hmm. You go out there. You go out there, you act it all high and mighty, real brave to you to step to a cancer survivor. You're disgusting. Know, You're right? disgusting. <laughs> he disgusts me. I swear. What a jerk. I know, Roman, this cancer survivor is the head of the table. The, the, he the is. tribal chief. He beat cancer mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Two times. Two and oh. Two. To become the head of the table. Mm-hmm. It is. It looks. Oh my god! It looks like they might change the belt on Monday. Really? It's like I don't. Why are they doing this? Like, why are they having Drew confront Roman? Unless they're gonna have Roman show up on SmackDown, cost Drew the match, so he doesn't become the champion. So I was gonna talk about this next week, but because I think it's more appropriate. That's the go home, right? But I want. So what? I want to wait. I want to bring it up now, so that the, the idea is out there. Okay. And it'll help me remember plus, next week. We talked about it yesterday. I mean, plus it's SmackDown yesterday. Right. It's the closest day. That's right. So the contract is in play. They're saying uh, they, they've been saying how oh it'll be either Drew McIntyre or Randy Orton face Roman Reigns or the Miz. It'll be Drew, Randy, or Miz facing Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. The big dog. Wait, what? Wait, Miz is on... Miz is on Raw. Raw. Yeah. 
It'll be either Drew McIntyre or Randy Orton or The Miz facing Roman Reigns at the Survivor Series. It doesn't make sense for it to be The Miz. Okay. Miz is a heel. Right. Like, who cares if Roman Reigns beats up The Miz? Or, and this this is why I said I wanted to bring up next week, or at Survivor Series to protect whoever... Miz comes in during the match and says, I'm cashing in now. This match is over. And Roman versus Drew or Randy ends. No contest. Miz cashes in and becomes champ. That's not how it works, though. Because when Seth Rollins cashed in his championship at WrestleMania, it became a triple threat match. It didn't end the match. But it was already that was already a title match. I think by their rules, it should turn that match into a title match. But then that would give Roman Reigns the possibility of walking away with the WWE Championship when he's you not just on walked that show. into my you just walked into my trap card. Yeah, you just walked into my trap card, baby. Because what if that's how you do it? Undisputed champion. Think about it. There's no need to really travel. Raw and SmackDown film at the same place. Oh, but Drew McIntyre just passing through. You're not listening. Okay. I don't give a fuck if he was just passing through. Mm-hmm. I was just passing through. I was off today. What I'm saying is, Roman Reigns, the undisputed chief of the WWE. Come on, son. But then there's a problem. There's a giant Paul Heyman-sized problem because AJ Styles and him apparently can't be on the same show. Right. So that leaves a problem. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But that, that does make it uh, interesting. That makes it interesting. I gotta say, if they did that, imagine it. Just imagine. I'm just saying. I get what you're saying. And also, it, it's better that we talk about it now because it's more speculation. Right. Because next week, it's like we don't already know if there's a new champion or not. Mm-hmm. It's, it could go one of two ways. It could go, like you said, Miz comes in, oh, this match is over. But it's like, I feel like that's cheating. That's cheating the fans out of a best of the best match. And that's it. And that's perfect. So... Let's say let's say they don't. How is that perfect? We want. I want. I'm. I'm probably one of those. Maybe I'm in the minority that wants the best to fight the best and see who's the better one. Right. But think about how WWE typically does things. So different scenario. That make it okay. <laughs> Slightly different scenario. It's Roman versus. Let's say it's Roman versus Drew. Let's say Drew wins the title back from Randy. Right. Or he, either. It doesn't matter. Miz runs in, hits WWE champion in the back of the head with the briefcase. Match is over. Roman loses. Miz will probably try to cash in, and then Roman will kick his ass for making him lose the match. But maybe Roman lets him cash in, lets him win, and then kicks his ass. There, All right, there are a lot of possibilities here. There are, but I I want to see the, the 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 universal champion beat the fuck out of WWE champion because like right now it's like 
at least in my mind, the WWE Championship's a real championship. Like, the Universal Championship is not like... It just doesn't have the lineage, you know? Right. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Because, like, Roman Reigns kicking Randy Orton's ass is like, yeah, okay, whatever. Hmm. Like, but we're also forgetting The Fiend. That's right. Like, The Fiend has never forgets. He's got a bone to pick with Roman. Well, I read... And he's got a bone to pick with Randy. I read an article that said they were originally working towards a fatal four-way. Uh, where it was going to be um, uh, Orton, Drew, Fiend, and one other person that they weren't sure of yet for the title. But for whatever reason, they stopped that. Plans change. Yeah. But, I mean, Fiend vs. Orton is definitely still on the table for the following pay-per-view. I think the Fiend should be in his own space. Like, sometimes I just feel like he doesn't fit. Like, he fits, but he doesn't fit. Like, he's... He belongs in a broken universe. Like, not in the universe universe. Mm. It's very strange. He can't be beat unless he gets kicked in the dick by Roman Reigns. You know... I mean, not that Roman pinned him. He pinned Braun, but Mm. still... Wait, oh no, he pinned the Fiend. When he got the belt... Uh, I'm confused. Hold on a second. I could have sworn... Whatever. I forgot. I don't remember shit. Maybe Roman doesn't have a pinfall victory over the Fiend. I don't remember. He did just beat him up. Yeah, he beat him up after uh, Braun Strowman and him had their fight. I think that's what happened. Roman like made a surprise return because his first match back was the triple threat match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. By the way, tra- uh, Trent well, Seven is listed as having trained himself, according to Wikipedia. Oh, so maybe he trained Mastiff. But uh, I don't know. I know I looked on Mastiff's page and it didn't say anything about his training. Um, but I know Trent Seven trained Tyler Bate. Oh, he trained him all right. Now listen. That's not the point. Uh, let's let's carry on then. Uh, do you have anything uh, that was memorable <laughs> on Raw that you just, you know? No. Great. <laughs> do you think Ricochet is going to join Retribution? Let me scroll back see if I highlight anything. I don't think so. Like he's just he's too clean. But then again, now I thought I always thought Mustafa Ali had like an edge to him that they just weren't letting. Sometimes it felt like I, I think he feels a little bit more natural in his current role. Like that feels more like he feels like a natural heel. Like as a baby face, it, it almost looks like he's trying, mm-hmm. even though like in real life he's an actual baby face. But still, mm-hmm. that's not the point. Maybe he's got some things he wants to work out. That's all I'm saying. Dude, imagine we find out he's he left the force because he was he was excessive force. Mm. You know? That'd be Just interesting. Like he can't stand scumbags breaking the law. Mm. Vigilante justice. Where is he? Yeah, right. I, I, he's not here. Mm. He's Where 
doesn't start work for another hour. <laughs> He's usually pretty early or on time. So if you just wait at least 45 minutes, I'll come. <laughs> okay. We'll just wait then. Mm. Uh, so the Hurt Business. Mm. They might be the tag team champions on Monday. They might. Like they have a shot. But do we want to watch, see Hurt Business versus Street Profits? Or do we want to see New Day versus New Day Light? Or whatever, whatever, like Biggie was basically calling Street Profits the discount New Day. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, I kind of get it a little bit. But the gimmicks are very different. They do different they, things. They are, but they're silly. They try, they're silly like the New Day can be. Right. I think that's what he's like a nice way of saying it like he's being very polite yeah i get it um i think i want to see new day versus street profits yeah i the best of the best yes um was it it's it's gonna it's supposed to be cedric and shelton right shelton yeah i they just don't seem tag team champion material like, if you were to tell me it was MVP and Shelton, then we could talk. But I get it. Shel- MVP's more like they're, like, like a guide. Yeah. Like, he's there to help them out. Shelton just hasn't won. I mean, uh, Cedric just hasn't won you over yet. No, and he won't. Like, there's a, for me personally, there's a mountain for him to climb. Did you watch the Cruiserweight Classic? I don't care if he's great at flipping. I'm I'm asking if you did. I watched some of it. Okay, dude. not all of it. All right. Like it doesn't matter though. I don't. I need to like your personality. Like he just doesn't have it. Oh yeah. Like that. he's not engaging. You know, to me, it's like all right. Why? Like when he joined, it's I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> oh, is this an opportunity to? Uh, no, no, not there. Never mind. Nope. Still, still the same bland guy. That looks, he's really good at looking dead. They should, they really just should give anyone that wants it the opportunity to spend time at the performance center's um, promo school. And anyone that need, they feel needs it, they should say, "Hey, give a little tap on the shoulder. Hey, you might want to take advantage of that little opportunity there." Right. Like you gotta supplement your flippiness. Yeah. Like you're great at wrestling. You're great. You're great. Nobody does you better than you do you. Athletically. But baby, let me tell you, you got the personality of a sponge in that you don't absorb things, but you're always spilling soap, baby. You know what I'm saying? That what would I'm be trying a weird to say sponge. I thought sponges absorb. Well they well, not if you rig it out. Oh. He's constantly rigging out. <laughs> He's spilling all over the place. So let me ask you, who's worse on the mic? Cedric or Ricochet? Uh, ooh. Ricochet. Because he's talked on the mic more. Yeah, that's right. I have more examples. <laughs> more evidence. Like, it's just so sad because Ricochet, I feel like, is better in ring than Cedric is. I, I agree. He, he, and, he, he provides a move set that is not that is further from the typical WWE norm than Cedric's. 
I also feel like he doesn't have the right dance partners, too. Right. Like, if you could match Ricochet up with somebody who could match his pace, like the Osprey thing. Yeah. Then you got yourself something. But I think that's probably where they ran into the problem. It's like they saw that because that's how WWE operates. They see the buzz. They see the cool thing. Mm -hmm. They hear the hype. They listen to Twitter with like, sign this guy, sign that guy, sign this guy. Like Cedric's a sign this guy guy. Yeah. Here, here's w- within the WWE structure. Here's the problem. Ricochet and Cedric are too good for 205 Live. And someone said to them or said to Vince or Vince said, you're too good for 205 Live. Come work over here. And unfortunately put them there, said, hmm, this isn't going too great. But let's see how it pans out. And we're still waiting for that. We're still waiting for that shooter drop where it's like, alright, why don't you go back to 205 Live and dominate? And be one of the best of the best over there. One second, like almost a second, AJ Styles and Ricochet Mm -hmm. are wrestling matches. Like, I think... Ricochet beat AJ for the United States Championship. Yeah. And then, like, a second later, he, no championship, jobbed out to Riddick Moss, destroyed by Brock Lesnar, Mm. and he's never recovered. Yeah. I think he was a Heyman project. It's like, come on, man. I don't know. Now he's just, like, an underneath guy who will forever be an underneath guy. And it sucks because, like, on our end, the fans, we want to see more of Ricochet. But when we get more of Ricochet, it's just more of him getting his ass beat by it's bigger guys. It's not even just getting his ass beat, but, like, his – barely selling for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's not a threat. It's like as soon as you're like, all right, it's going to be Ricochet versus – at least with when he fought Tucker, it's like, okay – He's got a shot. He's going to do this. Mm-hmm. You know? So so for guys, guys, the general size, stature, style of Ricochet, Cedric, there's an elite. Cedric Ricochet. Yeah. There's an elite of the elite, and there's everyone else. The elite of the elite are Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. If your name is not one of those, you're not getting to that level. Who can see perfectly fine. But yeah. You notice that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, I, th- I think the spot on the outside where Ray. Somehow... He had the 619 uh, before that. that he completely missed. Yes, oh. but before that. Um, like, there was a spot by the announce tables where he sent Seth into the barricade somehow. Maybe it was a head scissor or something. Like, Ray was, like, laying on his back, and it looked like he, he had to put the patch on his mask back in place. Yeah. Get it together. And the the botch 619, it's like, wow. But to be fair. It's kind of hard to see. He's been doing that move for literally decades. Longer than a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> decades. Longer than, his wife, longer than his daughter has been alive and is kissing a 30-something-year-old man. Long, yes. long, yeah, longer than his son's been alive. Yeah, yeah. Long-ass time. And other than asterisk. 
accidentally killing a guy with the move, even though it happened before that move. Like, he hasn't messed it up. So, okay. One, one mess up in 30 years. All right. You got it. You got a pass. Ray Mysterio, for me, as much as I shit on him, would always get a pass. Like, it's not his fault, yeah. but he really shouldn't be, like, in, like, I'll, this better be the end. Because mm-hmm. that's what they said. <laughs> they told us that. They said it was the end. Bro. I was just so, what? Once in a lifetime. What? Twice yeah. in a lifetime. Yeah, I get it. But that's different. That's, Why? That's, that's, leaving, it's that's not. leaving money on the table. Uh. <laughs> It's literally leaving money on the table. Yeah. Which is why they, like, I get why they said that, mm-hmm. because it's like, on one hand, you're selling it. That this nev- this is never, quote, gonna happen again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is it. Once in a lifetime, right? And that's great. But then we got t- t- twice, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> just can't do it. Mm. Um, but yeah, man. A couple of years ago, I feel like we were shitting on Ray, saying, "Oh, you know, he's eh, he, can't, he doesn't really move as well as he used to." But now, I guess we've kind of forgotten about that because we're seeing him every week. And to me, it's it's he's like a senior citizen, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, like you gotta respect. No, I don't mean like senior citizen. Like he's a he's like an old dog, you know. Like you gotta respect him. Yeah. Like, he's willing to do all this, but I get that the main reason he's doing it is so his son can have a job. Sorry. Like, that's the main reason he's still doing this, is so his son can have a job. Yeah. Uh, he... Right? I, yeah. I just looked up his age. He turns 46 next month. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh. Rich? Sorry, I muted to sneeze. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I forgot that I had muted. Okay, yeah. Well, good. What sucks is I can't mute the recording. Uh, well, it's all right. It. Leave it alone. Don't ruin me. I'm not. That'll make things harder for me to do later. <laughs> all right. So I yeah. So I looked up Ray's age, and mm-hmm. he turns 46 next month. He's not that old. He just doesn't move like he used to. Right. Which, concerning how he used to move, no one can. True that. Um. Yeah, but like at least because like if. His advantages, like his size. Yeah. Like if he was like a bigger guy and still doing this shit at this age, it'd be a whole different story. Yeah. Like he's had a lot of knee surgeries. When I mean bigger guy, like a big man. I don't be like, you know, like an edge. Yeah. Which I don't know how old edge is. I'm I know he's not like forty six. Think you about something like that. Oh. Well Edge could still go except when he gets hurt. Forty seven. Hmm. Not bad, dude. Yeah. So, do you see that creepy pound that Buddy gave Ray Mysterio? Yeah, it's like it was we, creeping to me because he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna pound it out." You know what I'm saying, <laughs> son? He's like, "Orale, Holmes, mm-hmm. go ahead." Yeah, you give me a pound, and I'll give your daughter a pound later. Yeah. Welcome to the family. That's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, I hope this goes somewhere. Like, they, like, have a plan. I feel like the whole Buddy's going to turn on Seth thing should have been played out a little longer. Not that I, I feel like, I yeah. think the whole angle went way too long. But for 
like to really gain the trust of the Mysterios. I think Buddy, you know, playing both sides of it should have gone on longer. They made that too. Uh, they made it too obvious though, because if you remember, they had that backstage thing where like he was talk. They showed him talking with Seth, and they did the disciple Messiah thing. Yeah. But Murphy was saying it, and she caught him, mm-hmm. and she's mad at him, and he's like, you have to trust me, trust me. And it's like, oh, okay, so he's just going to turn on him next time. Yeah. If they didn't show that, and it was like, oh, I can't believe he did this or whatever, there might be a little bit more intrigue. But the whole time he's at, he's out there, I'm like, okay, so when's he going to do the thing? Yeah. Oh, man. If, like, the, like the whole taking the foot off of the chair thing. Seth should really watch stuff back, you know? Mm-hmm. I know. But, you know, it's... It's it's like a soap opera. So People on soap operas don't watch the soap opera to see what everyone else is doing. That's different. Like, they have wrestlers talking about watching tape. They don't have, like, soap opera guys talking about, I'm going to travel back in time. Like, they live in that universe that in that universe it's not a tv show Mm -hmm. like in the ww universe they know it's a tv show yeah it's It's not like they don't know that it's like i go cut and there's a guy that walks out it's like can we do the part where i tell rich about where he makes a soap opera thing because i think that's (laughs) dumb no we got we we're live pal all right all right you know Mm -hmm. Just imagine, like, you just randomly yell cut, and, like, somebody's like, what's the problem now? And you're like, what? That'd be great. <laughs> we had this conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden, you were able to break through to the fourth wall. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about WWE? Because I watched Full Gear. All right. So, we're going to stop talking about WWE, but you gonna, you're going you're gonna to talk to me about Full Gear as a person who doesn't, I'm a person who doesn't watch AEW. Okay. Like, I barely know about AEW. I know a little bit. <laughs> like, I know Chris Jericho was a WWE guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm that guy. Okay. So you got the the very basics. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't, I, you, you want, you want to convince me to watch this. All right. So, this is- and I also know what happened. So, cool. So, so what am I telling you exactly? Since you know what happened. I want to know about the... I don't know anything about the Matt Hardy thing. I don't know, like, anything else aside from the who the champion is and the number one contender is. I know who the champions are. I know Sheeta's maybe the champ. What's the best match? You know, how? what do you think of it? Uh, best match was a little tough. Um... Obviously, Kenny and Hangman was an early pick for that. Um, was that the first match? It was. That was the opener on Makes the pay per view proper. I didn't. I didn't watch the pre show. Um, well, we we in the business call a hot start. Yeah. Um, FTR and Bucks. Yeah, how'd that was go? Very good. Was it a super kick party? Did they cheat? So here's what happened. Um, and I, I'm going to read it straight from my notes here. Dax, which was um, uh, Scott Dawson previously. Okay, he was a NXT guy. Yeah. So wait, okay. you want me to go all the way back? No, I'm just fucking with you. Good. So, <laughs> so, 
Um, he goes to punch a buck, but misses and hit, punches the ring post instead. He actually ah. he actually injures his hand to where like his hand is bleeding. And I'm like, like oh fuck, for real, that, for real. And I'm like, oh fuck, that can't be good. Like he he goes he goes to the doctor and doctor like splints one of the fingers and tapes it up. Ooh. Yeah. Um. FTR hit the DIY kick. And, Exc- oh, shit. and Excalibur called it. He called it the DIY kick. How dare you? What? How dare They're paying he? homage to their friends who they respect, who they had classic matches with. I'm okay with it. If, well, as long as you're okay and with it. And especially that Excalibur called it the FTR kick. Oh, okay. I mean the cool. um the DIY kick. I'm fucking mixing up my uh, initials here. <laughs> so, we know that Matt Jackson had, went into the match with an injured ankle. Two, he's got two torn muscles. I don't remember what, what they're called. Obviously, they worked over the ankle during the whole match to the point where they even ripped off his boot on that foot. There's okay. a sequence at the end. Matt hits a super kick with his injured, unbooted foot to get the win. It was a great match, but that, the way that finish went down, for me, is wrong. He shouldn't have been able to hit the super kick with that move, with, with that foot, rather. And if he did, there shouldn't have been as much power behind it. Adrenaline, yada, yada, bullshit. No. That, that shouldn't finish a match. Your injured appendage should not win you a match. After the match, Kenny com- comes out to celebrate with them. And hanging out in in one of the entrance tubes, we see Hangman. But uh, does he does he does he celebrate? No, he's just standing there. And uh, Skiavone says, "Do you see someone lurking back there?" And no one says anything about it. <sighs> no, that's that's a Shivani thing. Sometimes, like he'll just say a thing. Mm-hmm. I remember this because he's done this at WCW. Like he'll say a thing, and no one reacts to it. It's like just an open-ended thing. Like after he said that, okay, what did it go to? Um, I don't remember if Jr. and Excalibur continued whatever conversation they were having uh, in their little island of relevancy. I bet it transitioned to like the next match or something. <laughs> but yeah, then they went to the video package for the next thing. I swear to God, that's what happens. That's his thing. That's like well, we got nothing, and they just want to keep it quiet. And Shivani just throws in a thing. He's such a dad. He's a stepdad. Like he just, I gotta put my two cents in here. But you see you, someone lurking back there? Yeah, but you, but you know what? Like, I gotta say, I don't like Skiavone on commentary. I don't even care for him as an interviewer. But that aspect, if that's like his uh, a personality thing of his, like if this is his idea to do that, I like it. I think it works. Okay. Because it's... Well, because then he has a signature. Right. It, be, That's his slobber knocker. Because it's unique, and it requires you to pay attention to him. Okay. Which I hate, but... Like I said... You said something nice about Tony Schiavone. I made you do this. Yeah. You fell for my trap card. Right in. I lured you in, <laughs> and you bit. You took the bait. Guess so. Rich DeRiz loves Tony Schiavone. So we know you said you know the finish of Kenny and Hangman. Yeah, that was that was that was a very good match. 
Uh, second match was Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. Ugh, why did they do this? Uh, Orange won. Of course he did. That- like, you have this guy feuding against Chris Jericho, and now he's fighting this guy who nobody gives a fuck about. I'm sorry, did you? Nah. I'm just thinking Ran about Anna Jay. I love me some Anna Yeah, Jay. well, we, we hear you. But, come on. Like, this better lead to Orange Cassidy versus Miro. Did you see that they had a a confrontation? Yeah. He got slapped by uh, Penelope for some reason. Yeah. Oh, no, he got slapped by Kip. He, he, I thought she slapped him. No, I, I thought it was Kip. And Kip. Oh, maybe it was Kip him. Kip told him the apology wasn't good That makes good more enough. sense. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah, he broke his machine that wasn't even plugged in or an actual machine. All right. It was just a frame with the joysticks in it. Mm. Okay, cool. Uh, then there was uh, Darby and Cody for the TNT title. Did the uh, Taz Express get involved in that match at all? Uh, post-match. So you watched Dynamite this week, right? Yes, I had the pleasure of watching Dynamite. I had to watch it to see the induction of uh, Morgan J. Freeman <laughs> into the... Uh, the, the uh, Inner Circle. The inner that, circle jerk, the outer circle, where Sammy was at the beach yes. and didn't get the second email or whatever. Yeah, which is like, why email? Just do a group text. Yeah, unless he doesn't have their number, in which that makes or sense. Or just reach him on the flim flam. The flim flam. So the finish came with a pin for pin sequence, which I thought was cool, but um, I think later on that happened on WWE TV this week. Also, I don't remember exactly. Was there blood? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, that had to be a sure sign that Cody was going to lose. He mm. feeds off blood. <coughs> he needs a frenzy mm. from the blood. How many coffin drops? Uh, I don't... I think there might have been one. Okay, good enough. After the match, Cody gets on a knee to present the title to Darby and raises his hand in victory. Taz came out, talked trash... And with Taz's distraction, Cage and Sarks attacked them from behind, uh, taking out Arn Anderson also. Uh, let's see. Cage and Sarks had a tug-of-war with the title, because apparently they both think they should vie for the TNT title. Uh, Taz grabbed it so they could stop fighting over it. Uh, Cage carried Darby through the audience area and put him through part of the set, then dragged him to his car and was about to slam his arm in the car door, so Hobbs, Will Hobbs, hey, he's here. He finally runs him or off for the chair. as J.R. would call him, Big Willie Hobbs. Big Willie Hobbs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Then there was uh, Sheeta vs. Nyla. I can't believe she beat her again. <sighs> yeah, I know. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. There was a spot on the outside where Karushita, like, jumped onto a chair and then hit a flying knee onto Nyla Rose, sending her through the barricade. The 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 flying knee looked bad. Like it kind of looked like it didn't have any sort of impact on her whatsoever. Ugh. And then Vicky is that a selling problem? No. Or... No. Okay. It, it wasn't a selling problem. 
I, okay. I think it was. I'm just asking. It was a, Let's not it was a sheet of problem. And like, like I, I'd be honest. If I thought it was Nyla's fault, I would have said. I just said so. But I know it just sounds like I'm perpetually shitting on Hikaru Shida, but I, I still feel like I'm not impressed by her. Did Mandy not? I don't know why I brought this up. I was thinking about. It. Did Mandy Rose make it to the injury report? No, what happened? You, well, she she was hurt. Uh, she hurt her shoulder in the mat, and that Nia, Nia Jax uh, threw her out the ring or something. Oh yeah, you mentioned that to me. I didn't see yeah. that on my dirt. It sheet. looked like she was like hurt, so I don't know if they're just keeping it quiet or what. But hmm. Well, I guess we'll see. Hmm. But uh, back to you shitting on Sheeta. Yeah. So uh, Vicky Guerrero took Kendo stick to Karo Sheeta's leg, uh, to, while the ref was checking on Nyla Rose. Um, this other part was, uh, Vicky's fault. Uh, Sheeta was setting up for the Tamashi, which is her running knee strike, but, uh, Vicky, quote, brushed her legs. Vicky didn't touch her. You know, when, when you're supposed to hook someone's legs, when they hit the ropes, hook their legs. It's like a glancing blow? It didn't touch her. Oh. Vicky didn't touch her. Interesting. So, that's, so that's Vicky's fault for completely missing... Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I would say then Sheeta shouldn't have reacted, but if the Tamashi otherwise is like the finish of the match, then you just end the match with without uh, an obvious spot that was planned. So she had to react, which made which made her look dumb. But that's why you gotta have, be able to just like both of you gotta be able to like, all right, here's what we're doing, like do something else, do it again, try it out. Yeah, so it it turned out that she hit, um, uh, let me see here. There were, yeah, there were four four knees to the face and then a tamashi to finish the match. After the match, Vicky and Nyla got into a shouting match with Vicky slapping Nyla. Oh! Which seemingly, at least for the moment, brought Nyla Rose to her senses, and they walked off together. Oh, she was blood drunk. Maybe. Okay, she was angry. Uh, so would you say that's the worst match on the card? <laughs> I don't think there were bad matches. Do you, that... There's always a match that's not the best. So... Not everybody's going to be good. Yeah, I'd say that was probably the weakest match on the card. Okay, that's a very diplomatic use of words. Second weakest is probably Orange Cassidy and uh, John Silver. I agree. <laughs> Having not seen it and hating that match. Yeah. So after Sheeta and Nyla Rose was FTR and the Bucks. After you that, already told me about that one. I know. After that was the Elite Deletion. All right, this is what I'm more interested in hearing about. Uh, as far as deletions go, I'd say this is certainly I hmm, probably the weakest. Better than the weakest in general. Uh, better than all the WWE ones, or no? Okay, wow, that's I think I think the missing ingredient is Jeremy Borash. Oh, that's right. Like there, were, so there were parts of this one, and this is where, like, you could see the the nuances in production. There were parts where like, you know, like they're panning through the forest following one of them around or whatever. And 
you just blatantly see like the the lighting setup. Now I okay. know obviously there's there's going to be lighting because there's a ring there and there are cameras there, so there has to be lighting. We shouldn't be seeing it unless it's completely impossible to miss, where it's like surrounding the ring, because of course there was a ring in the middle of the forest. But if I remember correctly, plus the hardy compound, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, there's always a ring. Right, but like if I remember correctly, this wasn't near the ring, so we shouldn't have seen the lighting setup. Um, the smart move would have been like write it into the story itself somehow. Yeah. You know, like you could do that in this wacky universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'd still say it's worth watching. It just, okay. it, it it just has a lot to live up to. What would you say the best cinematic match is ever? Boneyard. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I fucking, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, good, good. I thought we were gonna have a fight. No, and and that had um, the brains of Borash on it also. You know what I love though? You know how they're doing like this uh Undertaker photo shoot thing? Okay. I love that AJ you don't see it. It's like on WWE's Facebook page. Like each soup like, they took some superstars and they're like dressed like the Undertaker. Oh, that's why like that's, different Oh, that's why Sasha did that face. It wasn't just a hey, maybe I'll do an OnlyFans kind of thing. I just thought there should be a Brazers logo at the bottom. I was gonna make one and send it to you, but <laughs> I, I forgot. But um there, AJ Styles does the Undertaker from the Boneyard match, and it looks great. Cool. Like I thought that was a really nice touch. Uh, there's one with Jeff, and he looks pretty good. Like Jeff's wearing the Younger Taker gear, like the full getup. Cool. Like it actually looks kind of cool. That's on their Facebook, you said. Yeah, it should be www.com's Facebook, or you could go to www.com and you could check them out. Yeah, I'm on Facebook right now. Uh, Ale- there's an Alexa one you'll probably like. Yeah. Um, the Sasha ones, I'm like, whatever. It didn't look that Undertaker to me. Mm-hmm. It's like she's just dressed in black doing faces and she's got gloves on. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, oh, that Jeff yeah. one's badass. I told you. It's like the most badass thing he's done since he's been back. Ever. Probably uh, ever. That, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. There's, there's, a, <laughs> there's a couple of Jeffs. In the old school get it up with the It would be great. If for like Survivor Series, they had just give Jeff a match where he does like an homage to the Undertaker, which would make perfect sense because Undertaker put Jeff Hardy over uh, in the earlier days on SmackDown. Yep, when uh, Jeff was starting his uh, singles career. Yeah, like he was supposed to be the guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Man, if only his demons didn't need him alive, he would just—it would have been a whole different story. Yeah, I mean, like, he Jeff can still go. I don't know how much he's hurting, especially since I, he's been sober, so he's off of, like, painkillers and everything, or, yeah. like, avoiding them, but... I, I think, like, he should be careful. Yeah. Especially with his style and trying to stay away from that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the deletion. Any cameos? Cool cameos? Yes. You know? I heard Hurricane was in Hurricane, it. Hurricane. Uh, Gangrel. There was a there was a reference to how, um, I think Gangrel was involved in the training of them or something like that. Let me see if I mm-hmm. so looking. So there's a reference to the previous deletion two years ago, and Matt said he had to get to AEW to finish the story. 
Um, this is all during the deletion, so it's it's uh it's canon. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Yeah, and we had um Senior Benjamin at the end, and there was uh Scarsgard. Scarsgard. And uh, Neo Neo One, which is the um quadcopter, the drone, whatever you want to call it. I miss Vanguard One. Damn you, Sammy! Or it was a Jericho that killed him with Floyd. Did Jericho kill him with Floyd? I don't remember. The bat? don't remember. Oh. You know, they named the bat before... We know. Yeah. Let's not go down that route, all right? <laughs> We're just, trying to have fun uh, It's here. an unfortunate name. Unfortunate We're time. trying to have fun! We are. So after, <laughs> after that was the uh, MJF-Jericho match, you know how it went. But you don't know that MGF came out in a light-up robe and did the Jericho pose from back in the day when he was a uh, dual champion. But did he have a countdown? No. And Damn, when, when, he, when he turned because, he, he, you know, for the pose, he, he has back to the camera. And we turned around, he did the, the the arm, the fist pump thing that Jericho used to do. Come on, baby. Oh, you got to bring it all in. Something like that. Um... So that was good. It would have been great for like his acceptance speech if he just stood there, <laughs> and that, like he was going to say something, but never does. <laughs> yeah, but MJF is just is uh, very good on the mic, so it's fine. Um, good match, of course. Nah, you should have started it like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then be like, "Just kidding, just kidding." Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and then he could and then do we'll, his little emotion thing. Yeah. And then was the Miro, Kip, Penelope, Orange Cassidy, Best Friends segment. And then was the main event. After the match, Mox shouted into the camera, That's what champions are made of. Blood and guts. Yeah. Uh, Is that the next pay-per-view? I don't know, maybe. Uh, no, it's called, <laughs> I think it's called Revolution. Oh, okay. Um, so then he... Blood and guts sounds like a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Yeah. So then he tries to help Kingston up, but Kingston won't let him and walks off on his own. Kenny then comes out to the ramp. They call it a ramp. Does he gunfinger him? Does he what? Does he do gunfingers? No. Uh, he just like, they just have kind of a stare off and he walks out, walks off without incident. This is why I shit on AEW. He should have did the gunfingers. That would, that would be a hangman thing. Cowboys do gunfingers. No, Kenny does that shit. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, Hello. Sure. Okay, so you, <laughs> so okay. I w- I was just imagining it differently. Yeah, I don't know if he. I don't remember if he did or didn't. Uh, be cool. Be you would know if he did, though. I, pr- I probably. It's kind of like what um, like it's a Bullet Club thing, yeah, for sure, because Balor does it, yeah. But he does it different. He does like the one, mm-hmm. the cleaner. Yeah. You know? All right. Yeah. Maybe. Who, who cares? So, good you show, thought, good show. And then that led us to Dynamite this week, where um, Cody put over Darby Allen as the TNT champion. And then we had this person whose name I don't remember. Let me scroll back. Oh, they didn't even open. That was a bit later. Um, Jade Cargill. Uh, she comes out, has a whole promo, yada yada, and mentions 
about how Cody calls himself the giant killer, and she has a giant, and his name is Shaq. And I'm like, God damn it. That was so annoying and slow. I couldn't believe it. It's almost like, you know how you tell me that, like, oh, they just bullet point them and just let them do whatever, you know? Yeah, but anytime she got interrupted, she started she started again what she was saying before. I know, but you have to... I know, but I'm saying, like, this is an example of them kind of shooting themselves in the foot sometimes. Because, mm-hmm. like, at some point, at points, it's like Cody looks like he's almost, like, get on with it, like, in a way. It's like, you kind of have to hurry up with this a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the best part, though, was it? No, Brandy was the star of that. That's what I'm saying. No, this was, yeah, we were going into that. That's yeah. what, it was like my segue into that. Oh, sorry. But the, like, I, I jumped I jumped ahead because that, that was the only Rhodes. good part. Brandy Ruddles came out. Yup. And I don't know if this is what's the cub, but Ratchet Ruddles is probably, that should be the hashtag. I love it. <laughs> she came, and then when the, what was, what's the lady's name, Shaq's girlfriend? Jade Cargill. And she slaps her, she like pats her butt. Which was like, great. Oh! I think I think the world was jelly for a quarter second there. I actually said, oh no, she didn't. <laughs> and boy, she, that girl did. Mm-hmm. She did. You know, and that yeah, that was pretty good. I'm like, I, I wow, it's been a while since I see. Like at first, I thought Cody Rhodes, you know, doing his thing. And it's like, good job, Rich. By the way, on your prediction that he wasn't going to use it, or you said he wasn't going to use it right away, and oh, it's yeah. like a minute later. Well, <laughs> I, I was only saying what I read. Okay, well they lied. It wasn't and I opinion. knew they lied. <laughs> I can't tell. Sometimes I don't. I can't separate the newsman from the source. Okay, <laughs> you're just so convincing. Well, when I know I you say, go out there, you make phone calls. When I say you know? <laughs> I read that he's not going to use it for wrestling, it's oh uh, yeah, clear Rich that that's the base- not my opinion. This is what you do, though. You're out there. You got your little news hat. It says press. It says press on it. You got a fedora that says press. I should get one of those. You go over there. You go, Rich the Riz here, Basement Books Podcast. I just want to confirm <laughs> what you said here. Is this what you said? Is this what you said? Oh, that's a skinny. What's a straight dope? <laughs> News at 11. <laughs> how, how do you remember these old ass expressions off the top of your head like that? It's, you know, I'm a student of the game. You know, you got to know references. Mm. You know, you just got to, there's a lot of useless knowledge in my head. There's a lot. There's a lot of crap that I got to get out and see if it works. Mm. So you got to just throw it at, you just take the spaghetti, you throw it at the wall, you see what sticks. Yep. You know, the spaghetti. You know what stuck this week? What? Matt Seidel to the mat when Brian Cage planted him. That was good and it was an obvious thing. Yeah. Like, I knew he was going to do something cool because apparently he's just really good at getting himself in stupid situations. It's like, why go up there? Mm-hmm. That's my thing with the high flyers. It's like when it makes sense, it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, what do you think about the bunkhouse brawl? I hated it. I was trying like, to remember it. It's but the butcher, the blade, and the buddy, mm-hmm. and they go against the nightmare. Cody's brother, Dustin, and the, uh, the natural nightmares, and QT Marshall. Yeah. You just don't like calling a man QT. It's okay. I don't care. I'm not a homophobe. Mm. Uh, there's just so much juice. But was it worth the squeeze? 
And what bunkhouses have ladders? Uh, probably the tall ones, I imagine. It's so stupid. Well, you don't always need a ladder. Uh, I don't know what the point of that was. Like, was it revenge for having his credit cards maxed out and he can't beat up a woman? Is that it? Yeah, pretty much. Well, even the even also, that she went through a fucking table. Butcher, Butcher and Blade put him. Um, they beat up on QT and Dustin right after she threw the credit cards at him too. So, so QT never sealed the deal then. Presumably not. Cause like I'd have a real problem with the buddy. <laughs> How so? Well, like, what is she doing with that guy? You know, if I'm the butcher, and that's my wife. Yeah. Like, you know, what are you doing? I I feel like they moved her away from Butcher and Blade for a reason earlier on, and this this was what they had for her. Like, they had to sort of explain why she's teaming with Brandy Rose and why they kind of don't like each other. So that was, like, the storyline they came up with, that she's dating QT Marshall. And then... Something else comes up and like, well, let's, uh, you know, this kind of makes sense to put her back with the blade because why not? So they kind of had to put something in there and this is, this is what they did. It's kind of a waste with, um, it's AEW related. Oh, <laughs> like they had the Lucha Bros fight again. Mm-hmm. And like, why would you... They had them tearing each other's masks off. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, that's a huge deal. Why wouldn't that be, like, a pay-per-view thing to do? Yeah, at least Shivani like, was putting... you waste that on TV? At least Shivani was putting that over as super fucked up. Yeah. Fuck, twice in one show? You got me fucking putting over Shivani? Uh, you fell for my trap. Again. I'm getting good at this. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, and it's like... And then it's... Th- that bastard... Pac. That bastard pack is back, and he—it looks like it's gonna be like a rift in that thing. Like, is like one of them gonna pick a lucha bro and just you know? Because apparently Pentagon is best friends with Eddie Kingston. Yeah. And we saw Kingston shove Phoenix out of the ring with his foot, which is fucked up. Yeah. So like, are they gonna split the lucha bros? Like they're lucha bros. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. See, before Kingston came around, it was you remember. I'm just reminding those that it don't was, remember. Yeah, it was Pac and the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, the the Death Triangle, right? Yeah, a Triangulo de Muerte. Yeah, sounds badass. Yeah, it does. Now I don't know what the hell this is gonna be. I like how they needed an army of referees for this. Yeah, like you could damn near almost murder somebody. And there's no refs coming. Mm-hmm. But just Pac's just there. And Eddie Kingston, who wrestled a match with Moxley just the other, like, Sunday mm-hmm. or Saturday. Or Brutal whatever. match. You know, and he's fine, I guess. I forgot to I forgot to mention my favorite part of that match. I don't know how I forgot because I knew you knew the results, so I, like, I wasn't, like, reading through. So, Please. So Moxley got dropped on a bunch of thumbtacks, right? Yeah. A bit later on, like, not very much later on, but, like, more than, like, one or two sequences after, Kingston goes over to the doctor's area, grabs a bottle of rubbing alcohol, and, oh, this is good. and dumps it all over Moxley. That's amazing. 
It was great. That's amazing. Mm. And I wonder if it was actual rubbing alcohol or just water in there, because you can't tell the difference. <laughs> right. I don't know. You're right. Rubbing alcohol sticky. It's, no, not really. No. No. It's not supposed to be. But um. Oh. The it was obviously a planned spot because they had ripped the brand name off the label, and, nice. and left the rest of the label. But nice. That like that's some indie shit. Indie shit right here. Yeah. It, it, it's like it's like if in his next match he he brings out instead of thumbtacks a bunch of Legos. Yeah. Dude. That's indie shit. I like Lego spots. Like I know it's like indie as fuck, mm-hmm. but. I respect it. Because we know that hurts. I've, I've stepped on a Lego. Yeah. Right. A lot of people stepped on Legos. We know. You know? Mm-hmm. It's relatable. Yeah. But like so, some of the indie stuff like a million super kits, kicks is. I. Yeah. May, maybe just fuck. kick harder. Yeah. Fuck the young bucks, by the way. <laughs> Assholes. Yeah. And what they fighting like uh, next week they want to challenge top deck, top flight, top. Top flight. Top, Something. Something they challenge some marquee tag team. Yeah, I hope they lose. I hope they lose the titles on their first title defense. That'd be great to these to these guys. Speaking of, maybe there's a reason you should hate wheels. Huh. You know, we can't go off the air without talking about Johnny Gargano's curse continuing. Mm-hmm. He, after all he tried to do to get into a match with somebody he could definitely beat up, mm-hmm. it was for not. Because we have a new North American champion. Leon Ruff. That's right, Leon e- Ruff. Who can't even put the belt, who can't even, the, the belt doesn't wrap around him. That was great. I mean, it could if they did it right. But, uh, did you see that on Instagram or something? Or maybe it was like a backstage thing. Triple H is like, the belt's like on the floor or something. He's like, and that's why we don't call them belts. Ah, uh, you get it? Ah, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> terrible. What are they doing with this? Well, listen. I mean, maybe Leon Ruff is going to get a push. He's dropping that belt as soon as he gets a rematch. Like, I don't see how this works. Because, like, he's got Priest helping him. Yeah, so maybe he holds it. What's in it for Priest, though? Like, does he not want to be North American champion anymore? Maybe he'll be like, listen, so I, I, helped, you, I helped you out here. Now help me out. Give me a shot. That's not a very face thing to do, right? Because he'll, he'll kill him. Like, he will kill him. But it would be a match. Damien Priest? Man. Man. Leo Ruff, boy. Good boy. No boy. It's mean. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 yeah, it's a ballet. Ah. Yeah, right. Ah. Uh, all right. Uh, one more thing. One more thing. What'd you think of the, the, uh, the, the spot with, what is it, the Kings of NXT? What are they calling themselves? Yeah, the Kings of NXT. The Kings of NXT versus Fandango and uh, Tyler Brizzle. Pat McAfee should be on NXT for life. 
like him sitting there saying that they're the best four man group ever. <laughs> I'm like, and oh then, shit! And then the last utterance you hear from him on TV is, "Woo, yeah, amazing! What a great guy! What a solid human being!" I, I hate that I that I like him as a heel. He's a great heel. Mm. Like he's one of the best ever, and he that that kick he gave, the punt. I think did he punt Breeze or I think it was Dango. Breeze. Okay, yeah, Breeze sells it better. Um, uh, I'd imagine because he could look dead. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Oh yeah. Uh, something about those guys. Oh, I'm sorry. But, some some you said before. Um, uh, with all the refs coming out between Pack and Kingston. Yeah. The announcers mentioned that Eddie Kingston's not clear to wrestle. Ah, uh, okay, that's probably why. Yeah. Probably keep him from getting murdered. Exactly. Uh with the uh NXT. Damn it, you you destroyed me. Sorry. I'm dead now. I got nothing. I got no air. I, I let it all out. It's gone. And I had something I wanted to bring up about these guys. Oh, all right, Pete Dunn. Six pack or eight pack hiding under there? What's going on? Six. What do you think? Not six. You think he's got a? You think he's got a straight up six pack? Like they're they're hiding? I don't know. Has he been shirtless since he's been back? Nope. I feel like they're hiding like a secret. Granted, he, what, like he'd always wear a singlet, so we yeah, don't... but still, like yeah, we, we he wasn't at, yeah, he was he had some belly. He wasn't ripped, you know. Like right, he is ripped. His arms look ridiculous now. It's ridiculous. Imagine it just doesn't. He just looks the same. <laughs> it's just his arms. Yeah. That's that, that's why you got a short arm. Like, this looks strange. Like jail muscles. I, like, I bet he, he's so he's super shredded, and he, maybe he'll be. Man, if he was the interim NXT champion, if they do my idea, I wouldn't be mad at that. Oh, yeah, they're addressing it this week. I hope they do. If they do interim... I'm going to just start leaving coded messages to whoever's <laughs> stealing from us. Uh-huh. Like, come on, man. <laughs> uh. All right. So anytime Io Shirai does a promo, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like what I like, I she just reminds me of like characters from like animes that are, like these badasses. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I ever want to hear her speak English. Just do the, a little bit of English here and there. I don't mind reading what she says. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. All right. Got anything else you want to, you know? Um, just announced uh, Chelsea Green underwent surgery for her broken arm or wrist, whatever they want to call it. Uh, that's about it. Just have her cut in promos. About how that spot was stolen from her, mm-hmm. and like blame the injury on Liv, and then you could, you've got a feud for when she's back. Yeah, like just don't take her off TV. Like give her an opportunity. I I, I don't think they'll invest more TV time in her until she's back because she was literally only on TV for a minute and a half. Yeah, but it's like who's this person? You know who's this person? I mean, granted, like. She, you know, this could, if they do something like that, she could be the next Randy Orton. I'm not saying she will be the next Randy Orton, but... Yeah, because if you build a wrestler from the ground up, it's Randy Orton right. who's a guy. Yes, and is not going to look like Chelsea Green. Although, if you build something else from the ground up, it might look like Chelsea Green. But what I'm saying is, there's the opportunity If I would have built a prostitute from the, lot, from the ground up, it would not look like Chelsea Green. I agree. 
What I was saying Maybe was... Maybe Mandy Rose, but listen. Yes. That, no, that's more like a high-priced escort situation you got going there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, never mind, never mind. Never mind. Mm. If I were to build a fitness model from the ground up, that, that, that's more appropriate. quality tang. So, um, yeah, that's about it. Great. That's all I got. Rich, shut up and don't shut up (laughs) when you do this part. All right. If you want to get in touch with us, here is how. You can email us, basementbookers at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, Basement Bookers. We're, of course, also on Twitter, as mentioned earlier, at Basement Bookers, at Basement Jair, at Rich the Riz. If you don't know where to find this podcast, I don't know why, nor do I know how you're listening to this. But, uh, let's see, Basement Bookers, uh, what is that, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whatever they're calling themselves, and Jared's got a closing message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. One fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers. And that's Undisputed.